Ja. Fan, Private. Ah. Mm. Damn, that shit go hard, bro. That shit is hard. Tory Lanez is that guy. Tory Lanez the goat. Forget all this shit about Meg. Tory Lanez Tory... the goat, bro. Tory, Tory Lanez the goat. Spit. Bro, nobody, nobody even talk about that shit with, with that anymore, bro. It's just dead. It's 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 dead argument now. Dead argument. But yeah, what's up, bro? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute, bro. Here Welcome to... back to the new studio. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, here to talk about. Atlanta United. Atlanta United, they're in shambles. Absolute shambles. Um, I, pre- I, mean, I predicted this a while back, right? I did too, bro. I mean, it was too early success. Too early success, bro. Yeah. Um, and I've always said that coaching isn't entirely the issue. While after Tata, we did have Frank DeBoer and we had uh, Heinze, both of which were not great, obviously. Um, for various reasons, but um, they weren't great for Atlanta United. They're great coaches. They weren't great. Frank DeBoer is not. Frank DeBoer is not. He's a he Heinze. was a decent coach. He Frank DeBoer is a decent coach. Heinze is a world class coach. I agree with Heinze. Frank DeBoer, I don't know. He just got. He also just got released from. from he was Netherlands. better than the average MLS coach. Okay, we'll put it like that. Fair. And and comparing this to MLS coaches, he was better than the average MLS coach. That's true. That's true. Um, we had a when did we when we founded well, like twenty sixteen and we started in twenty seventeen. Right, we yeah. had a we had a great foundation, right? Um, we had the youth academy set up. They were winning championships. Um, the initial roster was was great. We had a good foundation. Um, um, Tata is pretty much driven out of the club, basically. Um, Essentially by Bocanegra, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Bocanegra and Darren Eels are the two people. It doesn't matter who's going to be coach, right? They're the two people who will make the final the final calls. Right. Right? Um, and he was left in the dark with everything. That's why Tata left, right? Um, they proceed to screw up the foundation and fast forward to present day where the club is just in shambles. So that's the take. So um, that that's your take. So Atlanta United... 13 games played, 2-7-4. Currently reside 10th place in the Eastern Conference. Not good enough for a team of our caliber. Simple. Definitely not. Not good enough. But so, so my question is, where do you think the issue is? It's the, it's the front office. It's the front office. It's the front office. Um, like I said, they are the ones who will make all the calls. Um, and there, there's various issues. Obviously, like, like I said, Heinze for us wasn't the best coach. Right. Frank DeBoer for us wasn't the best coach. Obviously, coaching can be better, right? Um, but one thing, and people might disagree, but I don't think that we should just be looking for looking in the market for just South Americans, right? Um, I feel like we're not looking at enough Americans. Um, we're not looking at enough homegrowns. We're not looking at enough academy players trying to develop them. We're going straight to the South American market, which is not like a bad thing um i'm not this is nothing against south american players they are great players um however with them being great players they cost a lot of money right Atlanta united doesn't have a budget like manchester united right 
Um, so let me just let me let's just take a couple steps back, right? Yeah. So, okay, what a lot of people don't know is Tata did most of the recruiting his first go around. With the first go around with Atlanta United, Tata brought in a lot of players that were on his radar mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason that he brought into Atlanta United. I mean, we can go down the list. Uh, Joseph being one of them. Nobody was eyeing Joseph. Joseph was fucking Syria, an okay I, player. No, nobody's player. radar. Yeah. Tata brought him in. He's this great player in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Vialba's one of them. Uh, uh, Martinez was one of them. So, and not Pity Martinez. Pity Martinez was the worst thing that Atlanta United has ever done. Um, Amaron. Miguel Amaron, not Martinez. Miguel Amaron. Yeah. Um, these players that nobody knew about. And Boca Negra, those guys in the front office didn't even know about these players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, MLS recruiting is a little bit different. Um, and it's just, they don't, I don't think they take really deep. Uh, really deep dives into recruiting. So, I mean, Tata did they a don't. lot of the work there, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about Tata, which made it work was, and why everybody was so confused, and I thought about this since day one, was we're getting all these... <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta United is getting all these great players, but what happens when they do sprout and they do become better? Because the first thing I saw, when I saw Atlanta United and all these players that they brought in, you saw like their first five, ten games. You're like, whoa, these players are really fucking good. Yeah. How are, how are they under the salary cap, right? Because they're mm-hmm. still under the salary cap and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you still can find South American players, but you have to find them for the right budget. You have to yeah. go out after – I mean, Barco was the only big player that – before Pity Martinez, Barquez was a big transfer buy, and then you got Pity Martinez, mm-hmm. right? Which Pity Martinez was, I think, the biggest purchase in MLS history. Yeah. So, you can go after South American players, but you have to do it on a budget, or not even on a budget, but you have to find those. Do the right, yeah. You have to find those Joseph Martinez's and fucking Miguel Almarones, where they're flying under the radar. And so far, we haven't. In my no, opinion. you haven't. You've gone after big ass sharks, and they come to the club, or not even big ass sharks, but you've gone after these really good players, and then they come to MLS and they're a fucking bust. I think Pity Martinez is a great example of that. Pity Martinez yeah. was the worst thing Atlanta United ever done second to that probably being hiring Frank DeBoer just about to say that hiring so Frank DeBoer. Yep. Petey Martinez was a waste of money waste of time and it was just a failed experiment like yeah he came in and he did great things but he did nothing compared to what uh, Miguel did there's levels yeah absolutely. yeah there's levels to it and Petey Martinez he he always looked like a fucking square going into a round hole he never looked calm he never looked like he fit in it, mm-hmm. it was every game Every you can literally see it every game. Even when he was doing well, it just felt like, bro, you don't belong here. Yeah. And so, anyway, to refer back to the point where you still can go after South American players, it's not that they're too expensive. It's just that now you guys don't have a guy that's willing to dive deep and find out, okay, who's a sleeper or who's really good, and we can get them for a really good price. You guys are going after the best player in Argentina. Okay, that's fucking cool. How? But he costs too much. Yeah. And he doesn't fit your your formula. He doesn't fit the the tactics. Yeah, and to kind of go off of that, um, obviously it's been like a shit season, right? Um, but I don't know if you've noticed, but for this season currently, the best performers have been Americans, right? Um, it's been like people like Brooks Lennon, um, Machop Chol hasn't been playing bad, um, and some of these other Americans are t- starting to like show out a little bit, right? Um, Players like, uh, who's the new number 10? Uh, Marcelino Moreno. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like him. I don't think he's, you know, 
they he's a he's a number ten, but they put him on the wing, right? He's really not great on one v ones. Um, his decision making is not that great, um, and I just don't think he's that efficient of a player, right? Um, on top of that, players like I'll bring him up again because I've done it in the past. Uh, Lagos Kunga, who is a homegrown, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, and this is just based off what I've seen, right? I don't think that there's anything that Moreno can do that Lagos can't do. You know what I mean? Um, Lagos is a homegrown. You know, he costs zero. Moreno is, um, I don't know how much he cost, but it's it's little things like that art that are just scraping away the scraping away the foundation, right? Um, so, but let me say this: I mean, the foundation is basically. I mean, Atlanta United was brought up on a South American foundation. It was, but you have to. It it gets to a point where you're gonna have to adjust, right? Um, obviously, we don't have we have like almost nobody from our uh, championship winning team. Um, when, for example, when Tito uh, Tito left, um, you could have slotted Lagos, you know, on that wing, mm-hmm. you know. Instead, yeah, Moreno, who's doing jack shit on the wing, you know what I mean? Um, not to kind of deflect what you're saying, but I feel like it's it gets to a point where you're gonna have to adjust, and Atlanta United did a very poor job of adjusting. You know, they sold they sold Miggy and brought in Pity, right? Right. Pity was jack shit right dumped him off bought him moreno jack shit you know what i mean and i see what you're saying when you if you want to go for south americans get like the right one you know for like a low price blah 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 but um it's like why not look at um you know people like lagos why not look at and i would say andrew carlton but he's separate case this is where it comes into play where um the american game i mean from the youth level to high school to college to professional i think is very political and Agreed. so, like, you want to play, you want Lagos to play. You feel like he should have had a fair shot. You feel like he could have done better than the guy in there now, right? For sure. But my thing is, how do you justify that when you just bought a guy for $3 million? I don't know how much he was bought for, but just, when you buy a guy for $3 million, speaking. he's probably making triple, quadruple what you play, what you pay Lagos. How do you justify that? Yeah, that's... So, I'm saying, as a coach, and I'm not saying that this is the right way to go about it, but I'm saying, as a coach, do you take that risk of playing a pay, playing a player that technically isn't worth it, just on paper, financially-wise, you know, yeah, 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 for on the sure. payroll, do you risk it and say, okay, let me, let me go after a guy that possibly could do it, but he's technically not worth it? Or then again, probably have the front office down your throat saying, no, nah, we just paid $3 million for this guy, we pay him... Two hundred fifty thousand a week, whatever. I know that's a big number. We pay yeah. him two hundred fifty thousand a week. We need to get this shit figured out. Like he needs to be that guy. So you need to figure out whatever way it is for you to figure out. So he's on the pitch every week, every game. So we get our money's worth. That makes sense. Uh, it, it is political, and that's the the shitty part about it. Um, and in turn, you know, players like Lagos, players like Okonkwo, um George Bell is actually one of those players who's actually getting, you know, a playtime he deserves. But people like, I'll single them out, um, Patrick O'Conquero, Lagos Kunga, um, and those type of players. Um, I'll even say players like Tyler Wolf as well. Um, it's, you might as well, Lagos had zero games the first team. Patrick had zero games the first team. Um, you might as well see what they can do. Let, let's say... 
you know, I hate to just keep talking about Lagos, but let's say you give Lagos seven games and he scores four goals in the seven games, you know? It's just like, well, that would have happened. Who knows? Right. But you'll never really know until you kind of make that, you know, adjustment, you know? So right. it's what, what you're saying is valid, though. You know, it, it is very political, especially in the States. But it's, you like I said, you really have to adjust, and they're doing a very poor job of adjusting. And not only that, the front office, the front office is making it very hard to adjust, um, and they just don't care, basically. So, I feel like they won't care until um, it starts affecting their pockets. So, damn. So I mean, so what do you think? What's the next step for Atlanta United to get back to what Atlanta United was and known for? So what what would be the next step? <laughs> Getting Bogonegra and Darren Eels out of the front office. That is the next step. Nothing will change. Doesn't matter. You can hire you can go ahead and hire Pep, you know. The front office doesn't change. Nothing's gonna truly change. Um that would be the first step. Next step, um really look thoroughly for a coach, right? And I would say, honestly, what are we in? Uh July. Wait until next season to hire him. Whoever's interim coach now, I know nothing about him. Let him bring back Glassy, bro. Uh, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Um, wait until next season to hire a coach. Um, because the front office when they hired Frank DeBoer, well, actually when they um, yeah, after they fired Frank DeBoer, they're like, okay, this time around we want to want to you know get the right fit. Heinz got hired. You see how that ended, right? They need to look thoroughly for another coach, someone who really fits the profile. Um, and has good intentions for the club. Um, I don't know if you saw, because um, a lot of stuff has been you know, spiraling um, with the club and the coach. Um, apparently, Heinze wasn't, um, he was overtraining them, number one. And number two, he wasn't giving them like water or something. I don't know if you heard about that. No, um, like during, yeah, during training, he was like overtraining the hell out of them, right? A lot of sources are like, that's how Emerson Heinemann towards ACL, because he was just Holy overtraining. Shit. And obviously, if you overtrain, you know, injuries are going to come about right um and so basically and, I, and other games i've seen like where our fitness hasn't been like very like up to par like it normally is i'm just like why is that but sources have been saying that they're overtraining and um he's not giving them water he's not allowing water like he should and i was like okay the fuck you know he's got to go so do you think with uh heinzman you think it was a good thing that they sacked him or do you think they absolutely. should let him absolutely. finish the season? No. No. There's with, with the way the season has gone, there's no way you can and you got to put your foot down, you know? Um it's it's best for the club, so honestly. What so question, what would what's the difference between him and Frank DeBoer and if kept Frank DeBoer for a season and a half? You, you said what's the difference between them two? Yeah. Um cuz Frank DeBoer started out very poorly. He did. Um Honestly, now that this stuff is coming about, um, about the whole way he's overtraining them and how he's basically training the players, um, because number one, like I said, they said he's not really giving them water, stuff like that, which is absurd. Um, he says, um, anonymous sources have said that he's not directly talking to the players. He has like someone else talk to the players for. What the? For, this motherfucker micromanaging on the pitch? I'm micromanaging the <laughs> hell out of them, bro. Um, next to that, just overtraining. Um, that I'm gonna start with that because as a player, I wouldn't want that, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know how much about how Frank DeBar was treating you know the players, but 
the way Heinz was treating them, that's that's got to top it. Um, you couldn't really see. I feel like with Frank DeBoer, you can kind of see the type of play style he was trying to, he was trying to make work. Heinz, it just kind of looked just a little bit all over the place. In my opinion, I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like he tried to have like a little bit of style of play. Um, Heinz just kind of looked, just go out there and play for ninety minutes and and hopefully we get a goal. Um, it's almost and I like think he's, from what I'm hearing, it's almost like he's taking a um, and this is going to sound probably uh, like the opposite, but it kind of sounds like he's playing. Let's play like the long game and let's see. Let's go out there. Let's be the fittest team. Yeah. Let's play for 90 minutes and be the fittest team and we'll get goals. And once they're tired out, we'll get goals and stuff like that. But we're going to be the fittest team for 90 minutes. But I mean, you're playing against, I don't give a fuck, say it, the MLS, whatever it is, unpopular opinion. If you're playing at that type of level, you're a world class athlete. Yeah. Um, you might not be uh, the best technical, but you are a world class athlete. So this That's isn't true. youth ball. This mm-hmm. isn't college. You can't be the fittest team anymore. There has to be some type of tactic and style. And tactics to play. have been poor, man. They look like they've been poor. Um, what's the striker's name that um, after Joseph Torres ACL? Um, Cubo Torres. Mm-hmm. Um, why is he here? Why? Waste um, of money, man. Waste of money. Um, and I knew looking for a little short-term replacement was going to be the wrong decision. Um, and he's had, I think, nine goal, uh, not nine goals, uh, nine games and zero goals. And he's still starting game in and game out. You know why? Let's see. I mean, then that, that comes into play what I said earlier. Okay, we bought you for $5 million. We're paying you X amount of money. You need to perform. Or let's just say it's uh, Boca Negra mm-hmm. talking to... Gabriel, he's like, you need to find a way for him to perform. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fuck how you do it. You Just need do to find it. a way for him to perform because we spent X amount of money already. So yeah. we at least need to get our work. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, um, one of the games, it was like two games ago, maybe. Um, he was playing. He was having a horrible game. They subbed in um, Jackson Conway, the mm-hmm. player from the academy, scores, right. And that kind of dials back to what I was talking about with like foundation and kind of getting these other guys just to give them an opportunity to see what can happen, you know? Do you think, this is a little bit off topic, but do you think these quote-unquote bigger players, better players, do you think they come to Atlanta United thinking they're already coming to a nice foundation, nice program, nice club with everything laid out for them, all they have to do is to perform? And do you think they come here and just think that, right? Do you think, mm-hmm. like, okay, everything's set out. I just need to show up on Saturdays or whatever the case may be. And Or do you think they really get overwhelmed by what Atlanta United is? And that's what holds back their potential. I think, I think it's a little bit of both. I feel like it's like, okay, I need to, like, show up. But I'm sure the players who are rumored and who have come to the club – have done their research and you know we've all we've won a championship you know um well like our second year um so it's and we arguably not now but at one point one of the best teams um in mls so i think it's definitely like a little bit of pressure at the same time i feel like mls i know it's growing but it's looked at as a very very weak league so i think it's not it's really not you know it's not and i think one side of their head is like this league is weak. I can come here and BS around and make something happen. And the other half is just like, okay, well, at the same time, this club is a very prolific club in 
you know, said league. Um, so I need to, you know, be on my P's and Q's. So that's my take. Got you. Got you. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest about Atlanta United or? Once again, Bocanegra out. It's so Boca simple. Bocanegra out. Darren Eels out. Darren Eels out. They're out. That's I'm out of here. Nothing's, nothing's going to change. And I have like this weird. So, okay. Oh, my fault. I um, just have this weird um, theory in my head and I, I hope to God I'm wrong. But for some weird reason, I just feel like they're going to bring back Frank DeBoer. Um, because even though like he lost like his um, Holland job, I don't know why I think that. Trust me, like the way the front office thinks, you just trust me, bro. Man, I feel like gonna have some you weird heard it here first. Some Frank weird DeBoer theory that Frank DeBoer is gonna come back. He's gonna show up at the club. Come back this season. You really think they'll bring back Frank DeBoer? Bro, the front office is dumb as hell, bro. You'd be surprised so, on a lot of so things. So I have that another question for you, right? And mm-hmm. we're I know we're trying to move on and stuff, but. With Frank DeBoer being, um, not Frank DeBoer, with Heinz of Dar- no Darren, Darren, Eels. Darren Eels and Bocanegra, right? So how, why did they get so much success up for, like, why did they get so much success in the beginning? To begin with, yeah. Tata. Without, I think, I feel like without Tata, ship would have sunk. So. Well, and I, I said that since day one, bro. Not since day one, but after they won the championship and whatever, bro, I was like, bro. Do whatever you can to keep Tata in, bro. Yeah. I was like, back up the fucking Brings truck. Do whatever you can because I was like, once he leaves, and then also after that, uh, Miguel left too. I was like, oh, Miguel is the fucking engine to Atlanta United. Yeah. And not only did you take the engine, but you took the engineer who built the fucking engine out of it. Yeah, exactly. So now you got this nice-ass fucking car right here, and it doesn't fucking run. Yeah. And I know it's it's it was kind of tough for his case because like he was playing so well, so... Newcastle called, had a good price, consider, you know, considering, like, you know, what's a good price for MLS, right. you know? Um, I know he, 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 it was kind of tricky for him because just like, why not? Everything was I laid mean, out for you. Well, you. Miguel Miguel also Miguel also loved playing at a higher level. Like, the yeah. MLS was just a stepping stone. I think the MLS could have offered him 30 million. Well, shit, he probably would have stayed for that price. <laughs> but I think, I don't think there was any price. Um, being realistic, that could have kept Miguel yeah. at Atlanta United. I think even if Atlanta United would have matched what Newcastle's paying him now, I think he still would have left. They brought, he wants they brought, the competition um, and he wants to be better. Yeah, they brought fuck off for uh, a replacement uh, <laughs> two times now. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, man, this it's honestly it's a very similar case with Manchester United, right? You can go from coach to coach to coach to coach. But with Man United, it's the Glazers who are screwing up the club. You know, Atlanta United, you can go from coach to coach to coach. But it's, you know, the front office, Bocanegra and Darren Eels, who are screwing up the club. And as you can as you can see from Manchester United, nothing has changed, even though it's been from various coaches. You know, Atlanta United is like in the same boat, you know. So nothing is going to change until those two guys bounce. So Shit. stay All tuned. Right. You guys heard it here first. Bocanegra out. Darren Eels out. Nothing's gonna change them, but uh, let's go get and get. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the U.S. Men's National Team and Gold Cup. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nothing less. We have no excuses to not win this thing. Honestly, we have zero excuses. Um, so let me give. Let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you think we actually have a chance of winning? Yeah, we, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, we All do. Right. Um, but uh, it's honestly the reason. The only reason that we're going to lose the World Cup, not the World Cup, the Gold Cup, <laughs> is uh, I don't want to lose the World Cup. 
Um, the only reason we would lose is um, Greg Berhalter, the coach. That's that's the only reason, you know. That's it. Right. So I feel like, and if you want to compare and contrast with you know different squads, whether it be Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, Costa Rica, anybody, right. um, we have the squad to do it. Mm-hmm. But how are you gonna set them up tactically? You know what I mean? Um, it's Greg. Like he, he's not the worst coach in the world, right? But like he'll show a little bit of promise, and then he'll fuck it up with like two or three decisions while the game's going on, and that's how I'm just like, it's very wishy washy, you know. Um, let's go for example. Let's go back to the USA Mexico game in the uh, Nations uh, Nations League final, yeah. right? Why did Kellen Acosta start, right? Number two, why did Tim Ream play 81 minutes? It's like little things like that are gonna screw us up, um, whether it be. In this Gold Cup, or rather be in the World Cup coming so up. So before we get before we dive deeper into the Gold Cup, because I mean that's basically that's the tournament that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive deeper into that, I want to know why are we not showing up with our top team? I why think, are we not playing in competitions with our best team? I think so. Here's here's my take. Um, I feel like it's very tricky for competitions like the Gold Cup, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a good problem to have, right? Um, because we have a bunch of players who are, our best players are in Europe, you know, our best players are in MLS, you know. Um, but for two reasons, I think, I don't think these European clubs, who obviously our best players play for, um, I don't think they're given the green light by their clubs to come to um, this tournament. Um, and on top of that, um, I think Greg wants to, because they don't, they, this is really their, their first real uh, break. Right, because mm-hmm. what well, their season starts um, August. Right around the corner. Yeah, August, maybe like late August, and late then August, ends, yeah. and then it ends in um, what well, like May, and I'll, right after that they had Nations League, and then let's say we get our best our best team for Gold Cup, right? After that, Gold Cup ends when like the. It's it's gonna end on August first exactly. Okay, so how much time That's do you have? How much time? How much rest do you truly have until? They're, your club's gonna want you back by then, probably. Yeah, probably not you know? even a week, honestly. Exactly. I really feel definitely like definitely in preseason at that point. And I, yeah, and I feel like that's why I feel like number one, they're not because uh, I think, for example, um, Gio Reyna. I think uh, Dortmund came out and said um, he's not going to the Gold Cup. He's not. We want him with us, right? And I feel like that's what a lot of clubs um, or a lot of the European clubs are doing, you know? Um, because how much how much rest are they really gonna have? You know, these MLS guys as. You know, unfortunately, we have to um, rock with these guys, you know, but um, it's I just don't think their clubs really want them here. You know, I think they need to they need to rest and then knock out preseason with their clubs. Um, And then, you know, after Gold Cup ends, these MLS guys can still go back to their clubs and, you know, knock out playoffs if said clubs make it. I, I get that to a certain degree, but I think having our best players here and having our A team here would have been fucking phenomenal, especially with the World Cup being in December of next year. Um I mean literally if you think about it right from when we missed last World Cup what three years ago because yeah. the next World Cup is about to happen. Uh-huh. Three years ago when we missed World Last Cup uh missed the last World Cup. Yeah. Uh there hasn't really been any competitions with COVID it pushed the Gold Cup back, pushed Euros back, pushed everything back. Um Gold Cup was supposed to happen last year. Um, I think it would have been a great experiment for our top team to play in a tournament together. 
I mean, if you really look at it, they've only played since the old squad that didn't make it to World Cup. Mm-hmm. And the squad that we have now, which I call the new era of the U.S. men's national team. Absolutely. I think they haven't really, what, they've played, what, six, seven games maybe? Not yeah, even, not a lot. Not even that. So I think the Gold Cup would have been a great time for us to play together, build chemistry together, and just run off of that. Like, yeah, we won, we won Nations League. Honestly, I can give a fuck if we win Nation Leagues or not. Okay. We missed the World Cup. A team that has all the resource, all, a team that has all the resources in the world to not miss a World Cup. We missed the World Cup. Mm-hmm. You tell we couldn't come top. What is it? Three top three, four in our part of the world to go to the fucking World Cup, and we lose to Trinidad and Tobago to not get us there. Yeah, and we should be able to beat Trinidad and Tobago on our worst fucking day. We should be able yeah. to beat Trinidad and Tobago with our fucking only weak foot only. And I know that very, might sound cocky and very arrogant, but we have we all have the resources, resources in the world. We, we have the setup. To not we lose have the to setup. these countries. No, that's valid. There should be no reason ever that it's not Mexico, U.S., Canada, Costa Rica, Honduras, Panama, that we're not battling it out. We should only be battling out with those teams. And right? Yeah, and no, I, I totally agree. So wait, let me, let me just finish my thought real quick. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No, for sure. So... I think the Gold Cup would have been a ex- fucking spectacular moment for us to build all that up. Not only that, but going in the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. Um, and not only going in the World Cup qualifiers, but going into the World Cup. Yeah, everything you said, you know, it, it makes sense. But, um, and to kind of go back a little bit, um, obviously we have like a pretty much mls based squad with an exception of you know a couple guys right um but i think my issue with greg is that like there are better mls players than what he brought you know um why do we have like i think one true winger john lewis mm-hmm. um who who not only that i mean he's you know very very average in my opinion um I think um, average, very very average in my opinion. To who? To our to our national team or to our, to, to, to our to our national team? Well, oh, actually, okay. well, I mean, depending on what kind of scale you want to measure this off of. He's an average MLS player. No, 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 no. If we're just talking about if if you want to compare and contrast to just anybody in the player pool of the U.S. Men's National. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought you were talking about no. Oh, but okay. but if he does the Rapids, you know, cool. Um, but talking about like the player pool. Um, it's, for example, um, Cade, uh, Cade Colwell, Colwell, whatever his last name is. Um, he's a, uh, winger. I think he plays for San Jose. Um, he got called up to the preliminary, um, roster, but didn't make the final cut. Why? Once again, why do we only have one winger? Um, I just don't understand that. Um, and I, I don't know if you watched the past, you know, two games, but you just trying to play with two strikers, which isn't isn't really working in my opinion um but little things like that are, is going to be the reason why we don't win this right but kind of going back to what you were saying about having our best players there um once again um i think it's really like a, i think ultimately it's like a rest thing right um let's say you bring um let's say you bring Polisic, mckenny dest reyna all those guys right um Fuck they've had sweet. oh if they're there, it's a sweep. It's a Easy. Sweep. There's no question about it. Um, but it's they haven't 
they they haven't had any rest. They all played Nations League, coming off of their you know European seasons. Go to Nations League, win it, go to Gold Cup right after. Let's say they get injured. Um, let's say maybe two. Let's say it's like Pulisic, and let's say I don't know McKinney, um, get some pretty lengthy injuries. We have World Cup qualifiers like well like September first. You know that's also like right around the corner. You got to keep that in mind as well. Um, and I feel like it's ultimately just a rest thing. Whether the whole European club thing, whatever. Um, I think it's just rest and he wants to kind of keep him as healthy as possible until woke up qualifiers because at the end of the day if we don't want to walk up i mean i woke up gold cup if we don't win it okay well boohoo you know right i'm focused on world cup qualifiers you know um and i and i need everybody fit when we had nations league we didn't even have our you know quote-unquote best squad or our best players you know um as long as I see uh, Kellen Acosta in the starting eleven, it's not our best. It's not our best squad, bro. Just saying. Um, but it's I don't know. It's gonna be the little things like that. Um, last game when I remember how I said that tactically is gonna be the reason. It's gonna be Greg is gonna be the reason why we lose the Gold Cup. Um, he why, why was and I don't know how you feel about uh, Giassi's artist, but I don't know why he's wearing a United States men national team shirt. Like he's um probably one of the worst strikers i think that the usa could call up at this moment in time i um, think i get what you're saying and I this think... is and based off this tournament this is just from what i've observed right we have matthew hop um i don't know how much you know about him but he plays for Schalke over in bundesliga uh-huh. uh, well they just got relegated i think so bundesliga too um He's he's played you know only a handful of minutes, but he's done he's contributed more than what Zardes has done in a full ninety minutes. You know, um, and I just don't understand why he's getting so much play time. The last game we had a sh- very shaky midfield, right? Um, why do you sub on Jackson Yule? Why? Can you answer me that? Why do you sub on Jackson Yule? Why? It doesn't make any sense. You know, um, tactically um, he is just gonna mismanage us into the ground um in terms of this tournament maybe he's gonna get a green light in his head um when World Cup qualifiers come around we'll see but he is gonna mismanage the hell out of us and it's gonna cost us so hopefully he doesn't take this mentality to you know World Cup qualifiers and World Cup because I'm pretty confident that we're gonna qualify for the World Cup um but it's only only time only time we're told but I wish we could have our best players but I really feel like they don't want to risk and especially players like Polisic, who are very injury prone, um, we can't we can't risk. And given given what happened um, when we didn't qualify last time around, which is honestly the best thing that could happen to um, the program, um, we just can't afford to have any of our best players out. We need everybody one hundred percent fit. And I think he took that into consideration. And 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 some of these guys aren't. You know, like I, I always got to reiterate this: if you're if you play in MLS, that doesn't mean that you're just you know some shitty player um miles robinson has put in a great shift these past couple games even walker zimmerman has has put in a really good shift uh john luca buzio has been not so much last game but overall has put in a pretty good shift for um the national team all mls based guys you know but why we why do we have people like donovan pines why do we have people like you know John Lewis, why do we have players, you know, like XYZ? I'm going to say it again, bro. Why do we have players like John Lewis? There's other, I feel like there's other wingers that we could have called up. Uh, in matter of fact, we can have John Lewis in the squad, but um, it's, 
you put yourself in a really tricky situation when you only have one winger, you know, one true yeah. winger, you know. Obviously, you, you could put uh, Matthew Hopp on the flank. Um, you can put um, Giacchini on the flank, um, but they're not true wingers, you know. So you kind of dig yourself a little bit of a hole when you do stuff like that. So, like I said, time will tell. Um, we just have to, I guess, take it game by game and – I don't know who we play next. It's either Costa Rica either or Costa Rica or Jamaica. Yeah, um, don't want to play Jamaica if we don't have, unless we truly have to. We would definitely rather play Costa Rica. Um, yeah, I think. Um, so talking more about Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the bracket or not, but uh, like you said, I I rather play Costa Rica than Jamaica. I think is that is that I'm going to interrupt, but is that is that group finished? Um, I think they play today. They play today, okay, because we play we play second in group. Whoever finishes second, I think, in that group, and Costa Rica's first, Jamaica's second. Yeah, because I mean we got first in our group, so we will have to play some another second. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the way the brackets line up and whatever, we'll have to play Jamaica or Costa Rica. I rather play Costa Rica mm-hmm. than Jamaica. Uh, it's crazy that I'm even having to say that. I think we can get wins against both teams, but. Jamaica just looks a little bit more organized than Costa uh-huh. Rica, so I'd rather not chance it. We haven't had the best run in group stage, even though we did win all three games. Yeah. It's looked sloppy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so with the way the bracket lines up, even if we win our first quarterfinal game, we have to play Mexico in the semis. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Um, I was really hoping to play Mexico in the final, just I, to make it that much more sweet. That's usually the Gold Cup. Sets that's, it up that that's, way. They yeah. usually always set it up that way, but I don't know what the fuck happened this year. Uh, somebody fucking fell asleep at the wheel, and that shit lined up. So. Basically. Um, honestly, deep down, I'm only worried about Mexico. I'm really not worried about anybody else. Um, yeah, I don't want to have to really play Jamaica You know, if we don't have to. Um, whatever. But I'm really only worried about um, Mexico. Um, and it's, can we beat them? Absolutely. Can they beat us? Absolutely. Um and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Greg, man. So I'm telling thing. you. Here's the thing. This is why I'm nervous about this, right? Because mm-hmm. Mexico, they're fucking weird, right? Mm-hmm. They're fucking weird. And this is what I'm nervous about. Okay. And, but weird in a good way. So Mexico showed up with the better team that they did in Nations League on paper, right? They mm-hmm. showed up with the better team. Wait, so, wait, wait. You said Mexico showed up with a better team in Gold Cup than they did in Nations League. They okay. had a few injuries, like uh, what's his name? Raul, uh, Raul Jimenez. Jimenez. He got injured. Chicharito didn't call up. They didn't call up Carlos Vela. They didn't call up. You some, think this Gold Cup squad is better than the than uh, Nations the League squad? In, yeah. Nation, yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Okay. I mean, a lot well, of a lot of uh, familiar faces, but they did call up some better players. They didn't. They didn't downgrade at all. They didn't downgrade. You don't think so? So, if anything, they came with the same squad that they did in Nations League. I think they've done great just a little bit. What? They didn't call up one player that they had in Nations League? Well, they're 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 missing... Um, they wanted Jimenez, bro. They were going to call up Jimenez. And yeah. that's why I'm saying they, they wanted to come in with a better squad than they have in Nations League. Because in Nations League, they didn't even call that motherfucker. I don't know if they... I think he was going through an injury at that time. But... Jimenez is a lost cause right now for obvious reasons. But... but. They wanted to call up better players, bro. So they wanted to call it better players for Gold Cup. They, they ain't take that Nations League L uh, lightly. So Shit. I think, bro, Mexico has a vendetta out to get us, bro. Probably. I think they're only looking at us. I think they're looking at these other games like, yo, y'all are just in our way. 
We just want to get to the U.S. We don't give a fuck if they show up with an A team, B team, C team, D team, Z team. Yeah. I don't think they give a fuck. I think they just want to look at us. Mm -hmm. They just want to get that dub against us, which is sucks that it's going to have to now come down to a knockout stage, which I'd rather be in a final than the semis. Mm -hmm. But I think Mexico is only out to get us, bro. And I think they're being sneaky about it. Probably. I think, I think they're being very sneaky and cautious about it, bro. And I think they're just ready to to pounce on it, bro. Bro, you meant it's probably got caught up. We just don't know about it until we play him. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I think I think it's going to be interesting, man. And I, I hate to see it happen in semis. I think it would have been a blockbuster. I don't know who fucked up at the Gold Cup Somebody front office. Did. But it definitely should have been Mexico-U.S. In the final. final. That's how it is. It's always been that way for yeah. like the past. I've been going to the Gold Cup for like the past fucking six years at least, mm -hmm. right? It's always been at least set up like the U.S. might fumble the bag, yeah. but it's always at least been set up to where if we win One all our side. games, we've played Mexico in the final. Yeah, that's gonna be your biggest draw. That's gonna be your biggest seller, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm nervous playing Mexico in the semis. I'm not gonna cap. Yeah, they're not. They're missing uh, Lozano because he uh, picked up that injury. Um, who else? Um, they're missing Diego Linas. Do, do they um, look the sharpest? No. No. But once they play us, bro, I think it's going to be a different story. And I do not feel like being embarrassed, bro. I, I, my mental health could not take it, bro. I, don't, it could, I do not want to be embarrassed against Mexico. They do have um, Jesus Corona, who is a, um, Fucking a baller, a key player. Um, Hector Herrera, key player. Um, like I said, they're missing Linus, um, because he's um, going to the uh, Olympics. Um, Zano's out with injury. Um, and I don't know, man. It's if Greg can get this right tactically, I'm not worried. But I know, come Mexico game, he's gonna put uh, put out the roster, and I'm gonna be worried. <laughs> and that's just how it. That's just how it goes with with this guy. So. so. I definitely think we have a chance. I think both teams have a chance. I think whoever wins that semifinal games will win the whole thing. I yep. do not want to be playing for third. Um, well, I, not I, a chance. I, I don't want to play for third at all. Um, I think we have a chance. I think that we can get in, get the bag, secure the W, win this whole shit. Bro, if we win this whole shit, that's going to be great for us going into World Cup qualifiers. That's going to be bro. great. And, bro, honestly, it's not. I'm not worried about the defense. I'm not worried about goalkeeping. I'm not worried about well, defense. I'm worried now that Walker Zimmerman left with an injury last game. Uh, yeah, but honestly, James Sands. Um, I don't know how much you know about him, um, but I've been kind of following James Sands for um a couple years now. Um, and dude, um, has he's solid. He has potential. Uh, he plays for uh, New York. Um, right now I believe. Um, but dude, dude is a solid, and he's young too. He's like maybe like 19, I think. He's a solid center back. Um. Donovan Pines, pack your bags. You're going. <laughs> you're going home. You're going home. James Sands is going to be. I don't know the extent of his injury, but James Sands is going to be the player that's going to um, completely solidify um, the back line, in my opinion. So you don't worry at all that we only won one nil versus Canada and Haiti, or yeah, Haiti. Um, I am, but it's. Well, keep in mind just. You see, I said I'm not worried about the back line. I'm not worried about really people scoring on us. I'm worried about producing um, chances, right? So the back four, the goalkeeping, I'm not worried about Matt Turner. I'm not worried about um, whether it be Sam Vines or Bello. I'm not worried about – I'm sure as hell not worried about Miles Robinson. Um, <laughs> I'm sure as hell not worried about Miles Robinson. I'm not. 
Um, like I said, I don't know if Zimmerman will be, will be back um, for these knockouts. I don't know. Um, but if James Sands, if he, if he puts in Donovan Pines, I'm turning the TV off. There's no way <laughs> There's no way you can logically think that's going to be the better option. But um, James Sands, we're not worried about. And Shaq Moore, um, Atlanta native, not worried about him. So um, it's the midfield. I'm actually, I talk a lot of shit about Zardes, but I'm really not, um, not worried about DK and Zardes if it really comes down to it. Uh, it's the midfield is going to be the issue um, because you know Greg he's going to put in the midfield of Legit, Yule and Acosta and we're going to get fucked in the midfield um, Legit, Legit, solid he just needs a supporting role he can't do exactly. it on his own he can't do it on his own yeah. he can't um, and Bu- Buzio didn't have that, that great of a game last game but I'm really not worried about Buzio he's a very calm player um, and I feel like he can create chances Um our midfield man that's going that's that's our biggest downfall the midfield um i, I, don't, I don't know what i think he needs to also change the formation i'm not really rocking with uh two strikers it just doesn't seem like it's working uh, and i know that last game he was trying to experiment um hopefully he saw um that the experiment went wrong um but he needs to really um make sure he gets the midfield right um so they can supply chances to the front runners whoever that may be um, so I'm not, I'm really not, I'm, you know, I talk a lot of shit about him, but I'm not really worried about Zardes. I'm not worried about DK. I'm not worried about Matthew Hopp. Um, not really worried about, uh, Giacchini. Um, I'm not worried about any of those guys up top. It's the midfield is, is going to be, because they're, the midfield is sloppy and they're, every team that we play is able to penetrate the midfield very easily. And I don't like that. Um, so defense, solid front line, pretty solid midfield looks lost. So, we'll see how we how we uh, fiddles with that come knockouts. I got you, bro. I got you. Um, shit, bro. Is that it? I think. I think so. I think That's we kind of touched on all the all the points. Um, Bocanegra out. Bocanegra out. Darren Eels. Darren Eels out. Um, and that's that's pretty much it, man. We'll see how the no nah, man, that midfield, bro. I'm I'm serious, bro. I'm, I'm serious <laughs> about that midfield, bro. Like, if if he, if, if we let's say we we play Mexico, and I don't I don't know what he has with his favoritism with um, Yule and Acosta. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because Yule had a good Olympic run, or if Acosta um, knows about uh, a secret affair that Burhalter's having. <laughs> I I really don't know, bro. I don't know. Um. But if you if you have to really choose between, I don't know who are the other midfield options that we have, bro. Like, I, I I gotta see. There's no way that he's having this type of thought process and thinking those are our best options, bro. I've I've got to pull this up before we end this. I've got to. It's I mean, just it's just not just making wants sense. Them to like step up their game. Yeah. So but, you would be you'd be upset if you and Acosta got called up to the 23 man roster come World Cup. I will I will drive up. I will drive up to the, to the damn field myself and beat their ass. <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Acosta and Costa is a very big maybe. You better hope we have our best players fucking out or something. You better hope there's a COVID outbreak, bitch, because <laughs> you're n- you better not show up there. If I see your face there, if I see him in the damn um, welcome the boys to uh, camp, I'm I'm raising hell. 
There's yeah, absolutely bro. no way. There's just the welcome, no there's no place. Bro, bro it's, if it's, he's in the welcome welcome the boys to camp video, bro, you losing your shit, bro. I'm losing bro, I'm losing it, bro. Like I'm looking at these midfield options and I don't I don't understand how you how you think Acosta is well, then again, our midfield options are pretty damn slim. <laughs> <you know? laughs> wow. Um but if you if, if talking about World Cup, like if you if you have to choose between um you got to choose between like Tyler Adams and Wes McKinney versus Kellen Acosta. Are you going to roll the dice? Kellen Acosta no. is the backup midfielder, bro. Bro, I'm better than Acosta. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But it's, like I said, are you going to really roll the dice if you have to pick between um, McKinney, Adams, Delator? Damn, bro. Aaron, I, didn't, I didn't say he's playing, bro. I just said if he gets called up, bro. What is he doing there? <laughs> what are you doing there? He's providing good competition. Good comp. What's the comp, bro? What's the comp? What's the comp? You already have. We already have like, we have like seven or eight. But we have Weston McKinney. We have Tyler Adams. We have, matter of fact, you can call it, we got Bad Boozy out to the mix if you really want to. Brendan Aronson, Eunice Musa, Luca Delator. We have, we have options. Acosta does not fit, bro. It's, could you imagine? Let let's say we make we make the World Cup, and we're playing France, right? And then they're gonna look at the bench. They're gonna see Acosta on that bench. They're gonna fucking laugh at us. <laughs> they're gonna laugh. There's there's no. there's no way. And that's yeah, not that that bro. doesn't go for just Acosta. It goes for Jackson Yule too. Thank they're you, just bro. and it's like I said. I don't care if you're MLS, but show up. If if you're going to if you're gonna get called up right, just show up and you have to perform and you can't you have to realize the speed of play in Europe it's 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 more physical it's a lot quicker and decision making is just so much better you know and I see um, Yule and I see Acosta and not just them but like those are the two ones who keep getting called up after disaster class performances and I just don't know why you know um, World Cup qualifier is gonna be harder than than you know Gold Cup right um, it's gonna be harder than Nations League. So it's, I don't know. Once, but once at the end of the day, I'm not the coach. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just consumer, bro. I don't know. Shit, so. that's it, bro. That's about it. I think we've touched all the points. All right, fucking Darren Hill's out. Boca Negra out. out. Greg Ballhut's out. If we can't, Costa out. Costa out. Fucking everyone's you'll fucking out. out everybody's out. Everybody's fucking everybody's out. Everybody's out. So. All right, bro. That's it. It's wraps. It. Peace. All right, y'all. <laughs> what the hell is he doing here?